You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Wisconsin Sports Rorx podcast on the Packernet Podcast Network. My name is Sam Holman. Um, I'm going to be doing the show solo uh, tonight, and actually for the foreseeable future. Um, McQuaid, he he had some stuff come up in in, in his personal life. Um, he's not going to be able. To, he, he's not going to be able to uh, to re- really participate at least for the foreseeable future. Um, obviously, that can change. Um, so, you know, us here over at the Packernet Podcast Network, we'll all, we all have him in our thoughts, um, you know, just going through some tough stuff and, you know, we'll, we'll all be thinking of him. Um, but yeah, for now, I'm going to be, you know, breaking stuff down solo. And I mean, what better way to start to start out the pod with a victory Sunday evening? I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Packers beat the Cowboys at Lambeau Field. I mean, that was... <sighs> That it's it's still an uphill battle to get to the playoffs, but that felt like a turning point, or it could be a turning point. Um, just in multiple ways, you know, there were guys stepping up um, that we that we haven't seen before. Um, just guys put in new positions that have need to kind of up their game. We saw that, you know, Aaron Rodgers played better. The running game was awesome. Just it feels like the Packers, you know, if they are able to do this going forward, if they're able to keep playing like this, it feels like they've got a shot. Um, but we're gonna get into some details uh, for that. With that, I, I want to start it on. De- wanted to start on defense. Um, obviously, it wasn't a banner day. They allowed twenty eight points. Um, looking up the team stats here. Uh, yeah, I mean, four hundred twenty one total yards given. You know, that, of course, that was in. Included overtime, but still not great. Um, about 159 yards uh, rushing, 5.1 yards per carry. So re- really not great, but there were definitely some good things from the defense. Um, I thought Devontae Wyatt actually played really well. He was, There were a couple snaps where he just stood out, just resetting the line of scrimmage. Um, didn't always make the play, but you know he consistently kind of was able to provide that presence on the defensive line. Um, Isaiah McDuffie was flying around. Uh, I don't know. There there are still some snaps, and this is going to be something I'm going to be keeping an eye on when I go back and watch the L22. There are still some times, I think, where he can get a little lax on his coverage assignments. Um, but overall, I mean, he you know he's a fun linebacker to watch. He's very downhill. Uh, 
you know, very, very aggressive, very physical. Uh, he's, he's a fun guy to watch. I thought Quay Walker had some good moments as well. Um, there were a couple times I thought he looked a little bit like he had some trouble identifying when the when the Cowboys were going to play action, uh, specifically the, the the play action run or not play action, the runs that look like their play action packages. So, you know, outside zone, they kind of present it the same way they do when they're running their play action. And he got a little bit lost uh, on those plays, I thought. Um, but again, that's all going to be subject to review once I go back and watch the tape. Um, and then obviously Jair was excellent. There was one, one play where he got beat pretty bad on, on one of the CD lamb touchdowns. Uh, he got too far inside and just got caught up and wasn't able to get back outside when CD lamb cut, but overall great day for him. I thought Adrian Amos was, um, flying around a bit and the safeties as a whole. I really liked what I saw from them. Uh, we're going to get to Rudy Ford. Don't worry. He, he started, um, started the game essentially as the Packers starting nickel free safety, uh, Darnell Savage, when they, when they got, Five defensive backs on the field. Darno Savage. They moved him to the slot. Put Rudy Ford at safety in his place, and Rudy Ford showed out. Um, but I'm I'm going to be interested to see how Darnell adjusts to that nickel position uh, as the season goes forward. They used him as a blitzer a couple times, which I really like. I, I've always liked his blitzing ability just because of his speed. Um, and he there's at least one time where he he shot a gap really aggressively, just really downhill. Uh, against a, a run play. So hopefully you see more of that going forward. If that spot, spot in the slot, if he's able to kind of get more playing time there, it, it, who knows? It could unlock a little bit more of an aggressive mindset, a little bit more confidence in him that allow him to play better. Um, so I'm going to be, I'm hopeful that, you know, some good stuff could happen with him in the slot going forward. There were some, definitely some rough spots in coverage. He was, uh, he was going against a really good receiver a lot of the game, CeeDee Lamb. Um, but overall, I, I'm interested to see what, what he looks like going forward. And then Rudy Ford. I mean, it doesn't get much bigger than this. He's only had one career interception uh, before this game. Comes out, picks off Dak, Cres- Dak Prescott twice. Uh, both of them were at critical times. The first one was after the Packers. Uh, had a, had a fum- Aaron Rodgers fumbled the ball on a sack. Cowboys were in the red zone. Intercepts Dak Prescott in the end zone and takes it back. I think it was 20 or 30 yards. He had like almost 70 yards uh, return after those inter- those combined interceptions. And then the second interception came right before the two-minute warning, set the Packers up in really good position uh, right before that, that end of that first half. Um, unfortunately, the Cowboys did end up scoring as well, so to tie it up before the half, but that was still critical to get the Packers, you know, keep them in the game, I think. Um, just to break down those interceptions, they were actually both – Really cool plays um, on stuff that the safeties, and by safeties, I mean Darnell Savage, haven't really been able to make plays before. So the end zone interception, that was, uh, I believe it was either quarters or it was cover six, which means that it was quarters to the passing strength and cover two to the uh, weak side, the, of the away from the passing strength. Um, but on that, he the quarter safety. The the good, the cool thing about quarters is that often the safeties are sitting flat footed, kind of they can rob stuff over the middle of the field. Um, and he's kind of he was kind of doing that there. But the Cowboys they were in a three by one set. Uh, number two and number three were in really close splits. Uh, no, then they were in split releases. So the number two became the new number three. And number three became the new number two. 
And uh, what the new number three, which was a tight end, I believe, he was supposed to do is he was supposed to run uh, basically right vertical. So he was supposed to clear out that safety. And then the new number two, which was CeeDee Lamb, I think, or it could have been Noah Brown, but one of the slot receivers, he was supposed to run a dig under that. And that can, you know, when you're able to clear out that safety a little bit, you can create a little bit of space in quarters to take advantage and on those dig type routes, those intermediate routes. But um, the new number three, the tight end, basically he didn't run vertical enough. And so they were both in the same spot uh, when Dak Prescott threw it. And Refor just you know, read it, played it flat-footed, and picked it off. I mean, it, it was awesome. I haven't seen safe, – our, our safeties haven't been making plays like that uh, pretty much all year. Um, Adrian Amos has obviously you know, probably been – well, obviously been the best safety, but even he hasn't made plays like that. Uh, so it was really cool to see Rudy Ford just kind of unlock a little bit of a new element in, in the Packers quarters coverage. Um, second coverage was actually another coverage that the Packers haven't really made a whole lot of uh, splash plays on, but it was basically cover two invert. So Adrian Amos was lined up as a deep half safety. Darnell Savage started in the nickel. He bailed out and became the other deep half safety. And then Rudy Ford, who was kind of hanging around deep before the snap, he sunk down and was kind of the, the middle hole player. He was kind of robbing the middle of the field. And essentially what happened was the slot receiver, CD lamb, he was running a post and he was probably supposed to cross the face of that middle field safety. Um, but what Rudy Ford was doing was he was hanging back enough that um, the, it, it kind of, I think it kind of messed up what, what the Cowboys were trying to do. Because normally in cover two, you want to get past that middle hole player and kind of split the two deep half field safeties. And I, I wonder if that's what CeeDee Lamb was trying to do. But he um, I, it looked like Dak Prescott maybe expected him to cut across the face of Rudy Ford. It, essentially, there, were, there was a misread on Rudy Ford. Um, he was deep enough that... Uh, Dak, Pros- Dak Prescott assumed he was kind of like a single high safety, and so C.D. Lamb was supposed to cross his face. Um, C.D. Lamb <laughs> saw that it was cover two and thought he was supposed to get behind Rudy Ford. So that, that mix-up there um, essentially allowed Rudy Ford to, to rob the route and make get another pick and set up the Packers. I think it was at the, the Cowboys' 20 or 30-yard line. Uh, set up, uh, I believe, yeah, Aaron Jones' touchdown, from what I remember. Um, so that, that was really cool. I... You know, one thing I'm kind of, you know, I've obviously had my fair share of misses in scouting, uh, but one thing I'm really proud of is uh, my defensive back scouting because um, Rasul Douglas, I really liked him when the Packers signed him just the, based on the tape I was watching, and obviously he ended up leading the Packers in interceptions. And I really liked Rudy Ford, both for his special team stuff and the stuff he showed on defense. I thought he was a smart player. I thought he, you know, showed some really intriguing traits on defense, not just on special teams. And looks like that that's turning out uh pretty well so far for them so i'm really excited to see what the packers do uh how the packers safeties perform because it felt like the this shift put everyone in better positions to succeed you know like i said darnell savage he had his struggles in coverage but he made a you know he he was better than i think he was at safety Uh, obviously that's a matter of opinion but that's kind of my take on it and then adrian amos was flying around um, both him and Ford were making some great plays against the run, just really aggressive, really downhill, sure tackling. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching the tape on the safeties this week, and that's not necessarily something I would have said in previous weeks. 
Um, moving on, that's kind of all I wanted to touch on the defense. Oh, there was another one other thing. So the pressure. The pressure was basically non-existent for most of the game. Um, and there were a couple times, you know, the Packers brought uh, some blitzes. It, it felt like Joe Barry realized, you know, okay, we're going to have to say, change something up with Rashawn Gary out. We're not getting home. Didn't really do a whole lot. Um, they did get a sack. Uh, Darnell Savage blitz from the slot. It was when the Cowboys were basically in their own end zone. That was the Kenny Clark uh, Kenny Clark sack. Um, Darnell Savage blitzed from, blitz from the slot, and they kind of forced the the slant of the D line, slanting action of the D line, kind of forced Dak Prescott to scramble around, and uh, was he was eventually brought down behind the line. Um, the other sack just came on a scramble where Adrian Amos pushed him out of bounds uh, a couple yards behind the line of scrimmage. But that's going to be something they're going to need. They're going to need to do better moving forward because it was not a it, it was not a great game in terms of pressure and pass rush. This game, um, obviously, I think the Cowboys' offensive line. You know, they got some really good pieces, and so that's part of it. Um, but I'd like to see a little more creativity, right? The do more of that blitzing stuff, right? They had a couple cool snaps where they can they were getting Quay coming off the edge. Um, do do more of that stuff. Uh, and to clarify, he was coming from the second level. They weren't lining up as a, him up as an outside linebacker. But still, you know, get get Quay in some of those situations. Um, get some more five man fronts. I think that that could that could really help. You know, the penny package, especially once you get Devondre Campbell back. Um, Get get more of that out there, so your pass rushers can have more one on ones. Um, and get you know get Devonte Wyatt out there. I, I think that he, you know, like I said, he looked good against the run game. There weren't he he basically is not out there on passing snaps, and I think that should change because there you know he's not been consistent, but there have definitely been snaps over the past couple weeks where he's you know winning in pass rush situations. So I want to see more of that. Um. Jaron Reed, I, I thought he, you know, put together a pretty good game as a pass rusher. He won a couple times. Um, obviously, the whole the line as a whole wasn't getting a lot of pressure, um, so he was kind of the best of a below average type rush on the day. Um, but you know, hopefully, he can keep putting that together. That's I think been his best trait so far this season. Uh, he you know, is, is stuff the stuff that he's able to do as a pass rusher as a three technique. Um, so hopefully, he can kind of take that to the next level. But, you know, send more five-man rushes, send more blitzes, and then get some more t- stunts and twists going. Again, that's something that they kind of started to sample a little bit in the game. But, you know, move move your guys on the line a little bit more. Slant them around. You know, get some good twists going. Like, the 49ers are just absolute dogs at that. They they bring hell on those twists and stunts that they put together. Um, to get, get, some more, get some more of that. You know, get get the timing together. You know, get the get Kenny Clark running and slanting in and out and just knocking over offensive linemen. Uh, get Quay Walker as an edge rusher and just you know slant him inside, bring the, one of the defensive tackles around and just try to create havoc. Um, they they need to do something I think going forward with Rashawn Gary out. Uh, I, I like Kingsley and Igbari, but I think it's going to take a little bit. He, he's obviously still a rookie. He he's not going to be able to fill that void all on his own so that's something that i think joe barry is going to need to take a look at um jason rebervich whoever's in charge of the the pass rush coordinating that i think they need to get, get on that a little bit more um before i go ahead and break down special teams and offense just going to take a quick break uh for some messages from our sponsors so we will be right back 
In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. All right, we are back uh, breaking down the Packers' win over the Cowboys. Uh, moving on to special teams, I won't say a lot here. First, Amari Rogers finally got removed as punt returner. I mean, it's been long overdue. He had another fumble after bobbling it earlier. I, I think it was a, I can't remember if it was a kick or a punt, um, but he, he just. It's comical how, and comical in kind of a you know nihilistic way how how they keep putting him out there and just not refusing to change. I don't know. I mean, I can understand Rich Basaccio wanting to get a bit of a look at him. You know, his the really poor performance we saw last year. He obviously wasn't here. He wanted he wants to see you know Kenamari get get some stuff going under a new special teams coordinator. But I mean that. I feel like that could have ended four or five weeks ago. I I don't know why they keep rolling, why they kept rolling him out there. Um, they put Keyshawn Nixon out as a punt returner. He's been doing well at kick returner. Nothing spectacular, but he hasn't fumbled it at all. Um, but they put him at punt returner, and he seemed to do well. Uh, didn't really have any trouble with with the ball for the most part. Um, but I I. Hope and pray that they don't when when we play the Titans on Thursday, they don't have Amari out there returning punts. 
I mean, he should not be on special teams except, you know, to block on, on punts or whatever. And he should not be anywhere near the ball. Um, the, one other thing I did want to bring up uh, that was a positive, I thought the, the kickoff coverage and punt return coverage units did a pretty good job uh, against the Cowboys. The Cowboys, their returner, Cavante Turpin, he's had a multiple really big chunk returns this year, and mostly they limited him. Um, there, There's one uh, kickoff return that stuck out in, I believe it was the fourth quarter, where Tariq Carpenter made a brilliant one-on-one tackle against him. And I, you know, I was fired up after that, right? You know, the, this rookie goes up and makes a great tackle against one of the most dynamic, one of the more dynamic returners in the league. And yeah, that's what, that's what I like to see. Hopefully we see more of that going forward. So I, I just wanted to shout, shout out that part of the special teams. Uh, obviously they, Amari Rogers fumbled. So it wasn't a perfect or even I would say good day, but it there wasn't all bad either. Um, and then on offense, you know, I want to, I want to, I'm going to own up. I gave Aaron Rodgers a lot of crap on Twitter last week uh, for the, what he did against the Lions. And, you know, I did do still think he had a horrible performance, but he looked great today. He was, you know, firing stuff accurately. He was completing deep balls um, for, I mean, they, they kind of ran the offense through the run game. So it was a little, he was a little bit limited in what he, what he did ultimately. But um, when, when they did have the ball in his hands, they, they seemed to, he, he, he seemed to be on point for the most part, um, which was, which was great to see. A um, couple, couple other things. Uh, the running game was awesome. Uh, I mean, pulling up the stats for the Packers here, but Aaron Jones averaged almost six yards a carry. 24 carries for 138 yards and a touchdown. A.J. Dillon was bowling over people. He averaged five yards a carry, 13 carries for 65 yards. Um, I, I thought that the offensive line blocked well. Um, I'm looking forward to watching the tape on that. Uh, I thought the, the offensive line as a whole did fairly well against the Cowboys front. The Cowboys are they've got some very good pass rushers, Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, and even some of their ancillary guys are, are no slouches either. But, um, yeah, I, I thought that on first rewatch, rewatching the broadcast view, I thought Yash Neiman, uh, did a really nice job against some of those pass rushers. Um, and then obviously a star we've got to talk about besides, besides Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers, Christian Watson, man, have yourself a day. That was awesome. I mean, after the, he's been questioned the pick questioned a lot they traded up to get him he absolutely showed why uh tonight i mean he had some drops early on but he finished the night three touchdowns over 100 yards um he was the first he reading stuff people were posting some great stats on twitter he was the first rookie to catch three touchdowns against the cowboys since randy moss i mean that's pretty good company and then uh with those three touchdowns he actually tied the packers single game rookie record uh, the three other players who had done it before him were James Lofton in 1978, uh, Billy Houghton in 1952, and Max McGee in 1954. That's some pretty darn good company. I mean, and, and the crazy thing is, he probably dropped at least one other interception or one other touchdown. He could have easily had another hundred yards and another touchdown. I mean, when when people say that you know prospects have high ceilings. You know, that can mean a variety of things, but this guy, 
he could legitimately be like a game changer, like Tyree Kill level talent. I mean, he's got all the physical talent in the world. I think that he's, yeah, I think he's underrated in some of the stuff he does as a just as a wide receiver. Um, there's a great, uh, I believe it was a third down conversion where he was running a drag route, and he kind of he saw the line linebacker kind of sitting down on the sticks in front of him, and he actually slowed down. He he kind of stopped in that soft spot or slowed down in that soft spot in the zone. And that gave Aaron Rodgers the time to find him. He didn't just run full speed into the linebacker. I mean, that's like, he he's not just a fast dude. He's got some, like, legitimate wide receiver skills. He can, you know, he's got some releases. He was, his first touchdown, he, he got open against press coverage. Um, you know, used some different releases and just and then just turned on the Jets. He, I think he's a smart player. I think he's a... Uh, talented player not just his physical traits but um what, what he can do in some other facets of the game i am so excited i i mean you've you've listening to this podcast before most of you probably have heard me talk about him i'm a really big fan of his i'm really excited to see what he does th- does the rest of the season hopefully he can stay healthy hopefully he can put some of the injury you know concerns or whatever behind him um but it, it felt like today was a, an awesome confidence building day for him and I'm excited to see where it goes next. Um, that was kind of all I had for for the for this this uh, this game against the Cowboys. I did want to talk a little bit about the Titans game on Thursday. Um, it's gonna be another tough game. The Titans defense is actually is quite good, uh, even though they've had some guys out with injuries. Just a, a very solid unit. Um, the rush you know, that they. they bring you know sim pressures they get home with four they play coverage really well it's just an all-around really solid defense um and then obviously they bring they bring derrick henry to the table uh in the run game that's never going to be easy to stop especially for a packers defense that has had trouble stopping the run uh i mean basically forever at this point but i think that i mean i, mean, I wouldn't have not said i would have not said with any confidence that the packers could win any of these next three games before today and with them beating the Cowboys I mean the Cowboys were legitimately good like they might have been the second best uh, NFC team behind the Eagles this this was a real win and it does feel kind of like a turning point um I think it's too early to say that obviously there's a long way to go but who knows? Maybe maybe this is Aaron Rodgers pulling another magic finish to the year out of his hat um, before in kind of kind of his last couple of years in the league before he retires. Um, if but I'm I'm excited to see what they do next, where they go next, uh, whatever happens. I'm gonna root for this team. But yeah, this this was an awesome win, and I'm glad. I'm. It's nice to feel hope about the season again, and not just have to look forward to the draft and. You know, think about oh, we gotta play some of our young guys and kind of give up on the season. So, I, I'm hopeful, you know, that they can at least be competitive in these next couple of games. And yeah, we'll we'll see where that takes us. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to another episode of the Wisconsin Sports Heroics Podcast on the Packernet Podcast Network. Just to give you a heads up, we may be moving our episode release dates, um, release date over the next couple of weeks. Uh, this episode should be releasing around Monday, uh, but. What what I may be doing is release recording and releasing it later in the week, so probably Tuesday recording, Wednesday release, or something like that. We're still kind of working that out. Uh, but, yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, 
and I will talk to you again soon.